0: History is a pack of lies about events that never happened, told by people who weren't there. George Santayana History podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in today's episode, we're looking at a question I've gotten a lot recently Does revisionist history really matter? Well, obviously, my answer is that it absolutely does. And in today's semi rant, I'm going to give some reasons why. I know I've touched on it some throughout numerous episodes. But it's clearly time to address it head on. First of all, from the very simplest way of viewing the world, we should always want to know the truth. This seems like a no brainer, but in a world where even the daily news is tailored to meet or create the expectations of one political party or ideology or another, regardless of the facts, this apparently isn't as obvious as it should be. Certainly, There's some comfort in living in an echo chamber where your beliefs about anything, history included, are simply reinforced, but in the end, it's a cold comfort. As an extreme example, consider this illustration. Suppose I have a store that sells VHS videotapes. I only subscribe to publications and websites that insist that VHS is gonna be fine. I only talk to the handful of people who prefer VCRs as their method of watching movies because, well, the quality is just so much better. Every day, the true believers on VHS blogs rant about how DVDs and streaming services are simply a fad that's going to pass and that the media and government are colluding to destroy my livelihood. My ever declining sales clearly show that I'm wrong, but I'm so invested in my worldview that I claim it's a temporary blip. Anything that challenges my opinion is to be feared, hated, and attacked. Often, amazingly, I hold to this even as I go out of business and my store is shuttered. Then I start the blame game. Anyone looking at this illustration would say I was absurd for holding to a technology clearly past its usefulness. They would rightly say I ignored the facts and buried my head in the sand. Yet this is exactly the approach many take to history. If something doesn't fit their long-held beliefs, it simply can't be true and is simply a ploy to undermine them. This type of thinking isn't a world-changing thing a lot of the time, maybe even most of the time. Someone believing that Henry VIII was fat his whole life, he wasn't, is no more damaging in the grand scheme of things than believing Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. He isn't. But even such a small thing as believing the myths we constantly debunk here can lead to an intellectual laziness that allows for far greater and more damaging myths to take hold. How honestly we see our past has a direct impact on how we live in the present and move into the future. Some would argue that it was unnecessary, for example, for the Southern Baptist Convention to apologize 150 years after the fact for the previously denied but historical fact that their denomination was founded to protect the institution of slavery in America. None of those people 150 years later ever owned slaves, so why does it matter? Well, it matters a great deal because coming to grips with your past, collectively and individually, is an essential part of healing old wounds that fester and impact your view of the world today. It can be a long process, but I would argue that the admission by the largest Protestant denomination in the United States that they were on the wrong side of the slavery issue was a crucial step in bringing us, 25 years later, to facing the true history, and it's a very troubling one, of Confederate monuments in the United States. Each step in this process brings us slowly, painfully, to someday solving the problem of how we view race in this country. To those who did not live through the Civil Rights era, Or aren't even old enough to remember the 1995 SBC apology, the fact that debate still rages may seem crazy. But that's the menacing power of revisionist history. And it doesn't always take over a century for such revisionism as the Southern Lost Cause to take hold. Just consider for a moment the brief decades following World War I in Germany. No serious historian today would dispute that Germany's defeat in World War I was a foregone conclusion by 1918 especially after the entry of the United States into the war in late 1917. Yet one man harnessed the revisionist history that Germany was destined for victory, only to be betrayed by a cabal of Jewish bankers and politicians. He preached this false narrative so boldly and so convincingly, also aided by the post-war economic devastation of the country, to a population so eager to believe anything other than the facts that he ascended less than two decades later to the ultimate position of power in the nation. And from there, the German people followed Adolf Hitler's false narrative into the most cataclysmic war the world has ever seen. Revisionist history isn't some silly academic argument. It's life and death. Now, right about now, you may be thinking, sure, what happened in World War II was terrible, But it couldn't happen again. We're too smart to fall for such twisting of history as Hitler accomplished. Well, tell that to the hundreds of thousands killed in the Balkan War and their wanted genocide of less than 30 years ago. We have to remain ever vigilant. History, true history matters. Even as it's playing out on our television sets at this moment. Be smart, ask the hard questions, and be willing to be wrong about what you think you know. We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to those who come after us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.